This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern, and Presidential Bank Mortgages, Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, bringing you 20 years of experience with buyers and sellers in the Maryland MPA whole entire regions. And I also have with me the man with all the money and the most updated cutting news in the financial world, mortgage world, and in this world, Mr. Terry Kernan. How's everything over at Presidential these days? Everything is great. Uh, Things are still busy. People are still, Mm -hmm. demand is there. And um, like I said before, it's the people, a lot of the people that are coming into the market are people that were in the market that couldn't get that bid that, you know, a year ago, six months, eight months ago. So uh, they're back in the market, uh, more FHA loans. Oh, yeah. um, More conventional, you, you know conventional loans, but plus more FHA loans. All right. Um, also, for all of our listeners, if you missed last week, you missed one of the hottest topics going on in the county right now that we had covered. Uh, Terry was with the whole Sugarloaf management, um, the overlay, the whole proposal that right now is up for debate in the county that's being worked through down at Winchester Hall. I went, um, so you have to go on last week's program. It'd be good to listen to that. Some people say, well, this may not, this doesn't affect me. I don't live in that whole Sugarloaf, whole region down there off 270 and that side of things. Um, This is important, Terry, because depending on how this goes and what's voted on and if it passes through, um, it's a slippery slope possibly for the entire planning and region of all Frederick County and the different areas coming up in the future to institute more overlays and more regulations, more rules and more red tape or what have you. And a lot of it sounds good initially about protection when you really, when I looked at it and I heard some of the testimony at Winchester Hall this last Tuesday night, um, some of it sounds good in some regard, but what people are forgetting is uh, I think the biggest subject uh, like Buzz McIntosh we had on with us and Hugh Gordon from FCAR here from our association was really talking uh, definitively about why it's not really needed. We already have enough things in place. There hasn't been a community even built in that entire area since 1976. There's already enough. Um, there's already enough overlay. There's already enough protection. Yeah. We don't need more. More protection can cause the biggest issue that no one in the room wanted to talk about, and I thought it was kind of funny, no one wanted to address how it affects people's property values, and it does affect them negatively overall. And until it happens to the right people, this has been my saying, until it happens to the right person, nothing changes. Nothing gets done differently that's better, maybe. So it's an interesting thing. There's pros and cons, like everything else, to all of it. But I think it's important for you to listen in and be part of it, um, especially if you are going to own or you do own property here in Frederick County as a whole, because it's coming to a place near you. How's that sound? Absolutely. Always is. And it's the old... I don't have a problem with the landfill. I just have a problem that it's in my backyard. There you go. So, it's and there's not a landfill proposed. going over nope. there. I'm just saying that that's yeah. it's never an issue until it affects you. And and that's I think it. so. And by then it's too late. This is the problem. By then your voice is too late to the game, and that's what they're trying to wait. That's why we're trying to wait. You know, bring up some awareness in all this. So. And I think one thing that that goes to is something that we're seeing in Montgomery County, is the race for the um, uh, the race for the uh, county council uh, chair. Um, that, um, 
County executive. Yeah, Boy, the executive geez. position is uh, up for grabs. It's up for grabs. And so many people said, well, how could how could it be up for grabs? And it's and a lot of it is because people didn't vote. And, and so yeah. so it, no matter what you think the race is going to be, and no matter, you know, my brother was um, governor of Indiana and, and, yep. and mayor of South Bend and lieutenant governor. And he used to always say, just vote. He said, "Just express your right to vote," yep. and I and and I think that we didn't see that going on in the primaries. A lot of people think that primaries really don't matter, but they do. Uh, but so, in a quick take, what was your take off of what happened Tuesday night? Was it a was it a draw? Was it a was there anger going? I I did not make no. It. So, there's no so, anger. No none of that. They won't allow. Heck, I was surprised because they won't even allow. Um, names of positions and in positions of the subject names to be mentioned about factual things and i'm thinking this is the craziest thing i've ever heard in my life because without being able to point out factual things and how it relates uh beyond the subject matter um you really don't have much of a of a debate or such like that or just ideas exchanged and so i think the thing i walked away with hearing is that there is this overriding feeling that the powers that be um, are trying to rush it through. They're not really wanting to hear all sides and uh, ideas and to evaluate it and, and acknowledge that. And that, to me, is pretty worrisome because I don't care what subject it is. If any side that there's a, the powers that be are all, are wanting to disregard or dismiss or not uh, give uh, equal attention to of any subject matter of, of, of a very serious subject or any, um, that to me raises the biggest red flag is what agenda do you got? What do you somebody's somebody's got something going on behind the scenes or whatever. It just raises that. It may not be and it may not even be true, but it does raise the question of why would you not want to treat this a little more fairly if you've got citizens that are not feeling like their voice um, is being heard with factual things of how this affects per, both negative or positive. So that was what I walked away with. And so part of me wanted to just say, hey, you guys need to wake up and start taking taking everybody's opinion into account um, and not act almost as if you've already made up your mind or you don't need any more information um, in that regard. So that was my walk away. I think they need to pay attention to the voices of people instead of their own. So, so it kind of sounds like it goes back to what a little bit of what I said last week is it is it feels like it's a ready shoot aim yep. mentality and and that mentality exists in the government it exists in the business world yes it it exists everywhere and I I think that that is something that we're experiencing right now with the interest rates okay oh yeah. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that, but um... we'll talk about it. Let's get on it. Inventory four thirty right now total. We're still not able to get five hundred, so it's very small. Four thirty. Yeah, we're at four thirty. Two hundred sixty-two resales. Okay. With a twenty-two day average to thirty-one. So that's median. A total act of four thirty. Yeah, four thirty with two hundred sixty-two resales, one sixty-eight. So, so, so guess what is guess what it was last week? Where were we? Four sixty-three. Yes. Yeah, so, and how many resales you're saying? Yeah, two sixty-two. Yeah. Two ninety-six. 
yep. last week. Like 31 average days on market. So so a lot of houses went on the market last week. Yeah, they did. And part of it may be people were Rushing. worried about the change the change in the interest rates that we saw. There's no Wednesday. doubt. I, I definitely, I had three calls this last week before all this started um, about, yeah, let's, uh, hey, we're going to sell now. Yeah, so there you go. And I hadn't had that. I had like a lull. It seemed like for two weeks it was mm-hmm. like almost nothing. And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. So I saw the same rush. You saw the same thing. So same isn't rush. it crazy how those shifts and uh, that trend runs across the board a little? 61 coming soon, 813 under contract with 473 sold in the last uh, 30 days. Um, and 101 is still hanging on tight, 100, 101% of the average uh, ratio. And the thing I say the sold to the average ratio price thing is is a 30-day to 45-day delay. So obviously with what's happening right now in real time, we'll see the fuller effects of it in 30 to 45 days. So, mm-hmm. And that's something I got a lot of questions this week. People wanted to know about is, you know, what are the biggest changes? So I'm going to let you go into it right away. Um, go ahead. What's, uh, what so, are you seeing? So, so last week on the show when I talked about what was going to happen this week was basically I talked about uh, number one thing that was on everybody's mind was was the Fed meeting and then coming out and raising rates, uh, which are bank lending rates, you know, raising the prime rate. That was on everybody's mind. But what I did say in the show was really that's happening Wednesday, but the day that you got to really take a look at, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, is Thursday. And what happened on Thursday was the GDP came out. Okay, so let's talk about Wednesday. Rates come out as expected. The Fed raises it by 0.75, three quarters of a point. As I reassured everybody last week, it does not mean that mortgage rates are going up. The mortgage market had already factored in a 0.75 increase. Okay, so when that happened, everything was flat. Everything was fine. Okay, everything was happened as it was supposed to so but what i said in the show was let's take a look at thursday thursday's a big day and nobody seems to be focusing on this number except terry kernan okay (laughs) and this number is the gdp here we go and this is where it gets very very interesting and this is where i think we're going to see the feds be like hmm what is going on now so what happened on thursday was the GDP. Now, GDP, everybody knows, stands for gross domestic product. What is the gross domestic product and why is it so important? Basically, it measures the size of the U.S. economy. Okay? So I'm going to give you an example. In 2019, the size of the U.S. economy was $21.4 trillion. Okay? Where does that number come from? It's a, it's, we take all the goods produced and all the services produced, we add them together, and that's our gross domestic product. So when you have inflation, your goal to combat inflation is to slow slow the machine down. Yep. Okay? How do you slow the machine down? You basically raise interest rates, right? So we're at a 40-year high with inflation. That is the key focus here. They raised the interest rates three-quarters in June, three quarters of a percentage in July, and they say that they're going to continue to raise. So what happened on Thursday? 
GDP came out, and in the first quarter, the economy unexpectedly shrunk by 1.6%. In the second quarter, it unexpectedly shrunk by 0.9%. Okay? Take a look at the definition of recession, and it basically says a recession is when the economy shrinks for two quarters in a row. That is the definition. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. What do you think happened on Thursday? Uh, it shrank. It shrank. So the definition is technically mm-hmm. right that we're in a recession. But everybody came out and they said, you know what? We're not in a recession, even though we meet the definition of a recession. And going through my mind is, okay, so let me hear the thought process here. And they basically said, because the economy is still going great, people are still employed, the machine is still running, even though the numbers say the machine isn't running, and so I'm sitting there going, okay, so we're changing the definition of what a recession is now. Right. Okay? Instead of basing it just on GDP, uh, is the change of the, the definition, the definition is we're in a recession. What's the definition now? Is it because do we have to know about job gains or loss, or do we know people's personal spending, or how is the housing market doing? How are car sales doing? Like, how do you, what other factors, I guess, did anybody mention? What other factors would take away from the baseline of a GDP number? Of two months consistent that changes now that word. Two shows ago, I talked about jobs, jobs, jobs. Yeah, jobs is a big thing. So what they're saying is, well, we're not really in a recession because unemployment is still like 3.6%. That's low. And it's almost like zero unemployment, but we have inflation and and we have a shrinking economy, but we're not in a recession. And I'm like, so this is kind of reminding me Mm -hmm. of about a year and a half ago when you and I sat in this chair and I said the word transitory. transitory. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. And, the sh- and on that show, and we can look back mm-hmm. in the archives, is I basically talked about what they were calling transitory inflation. And they were saying, well, it's not really inflation. It's temporary inflation. And I sat here and I said, no, no, inflation's inflation. It's real. It's real. <laughs> if you don't do something about it now, it's going to be a mess. Yeah. And they said, no, we're not going to do anything, and we're going to continue to keep the rates low, and we're going to continue. And then the inflation got bigger and bigger and bigger. And now all of a sudden the brakes are out, so why steer, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so what do you do here? Now it's like, okay, this inflation is real. Terry Kernan was right. Yep. This is real inflation. And now they're saying the same thing about the recession. Well, we're not really in a recession, even though it meets the definition. So the bottom line is this is my opinion. This is what I'm afraid of. Okay. Is that they are doing a ready, shoot, aim mentality with these rates jumping up and jumping up. What's happening, in my opinion, is that more people are not buying houses. Okay. They're not committing themselves to long term things like houses, like cars, yeah. like boats. Yep. So that's shrinking our GDP. Sure. But they're taking that money and they're saying, you know what? Let's invest it in a nice vacation. Let's go on a vacation. Let's go out more. 
Let's invest it into the area that was taken away from us for two years. Yeah, and that's right. leisure and hospitality. That's true, exactly. We're now going to have fun yep. rather than being strapped down. So that's why I believe that the economy is still so strong, is that we're shifting over to a different that makes avenue sense. of where we're placing our monies. So the bottom line out of this, and I don't want to drag on, and I hope I explain that where it makes sense, but... The bottom line here is Terry Kernan says that if we don't watch that GDP number, then the recession is going to come crashing very fast, like the inflation. And then everybody's going to be scrambling, saying, well, we didn't think we were really in a recession. Okay, so that's how I'm going to leave it. I'm just saying beware because I get I'm getting that same feeling that yeah. I had 18 months ago when they said transitory inflation. It's crazy. I think the two questions people are going to ask us a lot or probably right on the edge of it, I can tell um see them coming in is number 1, will interest rates go above 6% and stay there? And number 2 is because they're doing this so fast and they did this what 4 or 5 years ago and then all of a sudden they 2018 and then bam interest rates just they took it like down to 3% lower like really fast again just hammered it down back down is there a chance that in the fall or winter coming up or the beginning of 2023 we may start to see what just happened right now we're going to start feeling that probably in November my guess the October November is it possible in January they go Oh, no. Let's get those rates back down to 3% like they were. And it was fun then. What is the probability of bringing rates down now versus staying at 6%, going above 6%? I mean, they're a little less than 6 but going over 6% and kind of getting in that groove, and it stays there like that into this winter. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are pretty simple. The faster something rises, the faster it falls. Okay. So the faster you raise these interest rates, when when it finally is a uh-oh, <laughs> we overraised them, now we got to lower them. Yep. Then they're going to have to lower them very fast. Yeah. And let's talk about what happens when rates drop very fast. Yeah, what happens? Okay. What what is common sense here? I am not going to buy something that's going to be on sale tomorrow. I'm not going to buy something today. Yep. So when rates peak out, more people will be buying a house when rates peak out at, let's say, six and a quarter, six and a half percent. Then when they are dropping, because somebody says, well, geez, I'm not going to buy a house today. I'm not going to refinance today if I know that the rates are going to be at four percent and two, three months. Right. Why would I do that? That's right. crazy. Exactly. So that's where it hurts us. And that's where it hurts our industry is when they raise the rates too fast and then they got to lower them fast. So the economy doesn't, you know, go into a tailspin and everybody starts pointing their fingers at each other. So with the rates going up this fast, I think that we're going to see them have to come down at some point because I think they're raising the rates too fast. And they're it's ready shoot aim ready shoot aim ready shoot aim okay yep. so so did yeah does that make sense yeah, yeah so so that's where we're gonna struggle as an industry is when they have to lower these rates really fast people are gonna say whoa I'm gonna wait until they settle down yeah what's that gonna look like where's that line gonna be and that's what we're gonna live in.
So be interesting. It'll be interesting as we come across, uh, come, you know, upon with the vacation. I totally think you're right. I'm going to share about that in a second. All right, Terry, one thing I wanted to share, demand for homes. I got a good article. Demand for homes come down and decreased about 20% overall from um, – from last year and that's you know that's what we have seen but it's going to pick up you know as we say i think this is the low of it because it's a couple of things number one we're in the height of the of the vacation time these are all the people right now seasonally but also people saying hey we haven't had one in two years we're not going to buy a house now we're going to wait in rates. we're not going to buy the car and do all these things like you talked about and those people right now this is this is the this is where they're at they're all at the beach the height of you know height of um vacation time and everything so definitely we're seeing that people planning trips i've heard a lot lot more of that not just from clients and people i know but i'm in the middle of that too okay um, but the demands come down. We know that this is the 11th consecutive month, year over year, of declined. Also with home showings. RMLS tracks how many showings are going on. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute that I've seen in real time this week. That was a scratch my head, you've got to be making this up kind of moment that I had in a nice talk this morning with one of my sellers. Within the state of Maryland from May 2022 to 21, stats were showing that 8467 closed units were decreased by 12.3%. Over that time frame, um, and equally now we're at a 0.9 month supply inventory supply, which just under one month, which is still absolutely insane. So for Frederick here, units sold in May was 487. That was 9.4 percent less than previous. Uh, that and then and same thing. We are at 1.7 month inventory in 2022. Now was in May, but now we're up to 0.9. But it said last year it was at one. So really. That matches completely all the numbers we've been giving you consistently going, wow, all these other numbers over on one side of the equation are like, whoa. And then we look at our numbers and like what we're tracking and going, yeah, but like we're waiting for the big change. It's like waiting for the big change, waiting for the more inventory, waiting for this, waiting for that that I've been predicting, waiting for coming soon to go through the roof and panic of sellers that missed out on the market. And all this other stuff, waiting for those list of solds to go to like 96, 94. And none of this stuff's like, where's the, it's almost like I heard the gun go off. We're hearing gun go off. Where the heck are the bullets? There's nothing whizzing by us. That's exactly what it's like. And here's the funny thing. You and I are talking, we're seeing these numbers and we're like, no, we know it's coming. That bullet is on the way. It's just like, how far away is the shooter? Because that's the X factor in all of this stuff, it feels like. Well. I know I got pretty excited there, but that's you did. exactly you it, did. man. This is like matching up dead on. But go ahead. So what you're talking about is, is that we're not seeing it. And I think what we are seeing is a state of confusion. Yeah. <laughs> okay? And when you're confused, the first thing that a lot of people do when they're confused is they kind of shut down and they don't make a decision yeah, because do they're confused. Yep. And I think we're at that point where people are saying, well, uh, you know, we're not in a recession, but we meet the definition. We don't have inflation. It's just transitory. Now we have inflation. People are confused right now with what to do with their future money. Exactly. So what I'm starting to see is somebody is rather going to rent that vacation home mm -hmm. than buy that vacation home. A year ago, six months ago, eight months ago, 
People wanted to buy that vacation home. People wanted to turn it into an Airbnb. People wanted to make the money off of it. But now people are confused at what is really happening and where we are going. So that confusion is going to suppress demand, in my opinion. Yeah, we'll keep on it. All right, here's what's happening in real time in my world that made me scratch my head. I'm going to call this segment and subject of our entire um, subjects this week is staying ahead of the curve. Staying ahead of the curve because there's a curve. There's a curve. Staying ahead of it. Pulse in the market. Here it is, Terry. I got this townhouse in Talon Ridge. By the way, it's only four years old. Gorgeous. Drop dead gorgeous. Beautiful. Some of them men sell for a little over 500 My seller wants to stay, stay ahead of the curve. We're at 495 and what's happened is we're going to do an open house. It's at 80, um, 8340 Hedwig Lane in Talon Ridge this Saturday from 12 to 3. Terry, I'm going to give away two gift cards. First person that shows up at 12 noon gets a $50 gift card. It's a surprise. And at the end, I'm going to do a drawing for the other $50 gift card of all those that, sign, that show up and sign up and all that. But here's the crazy thing. In the last four days, here's the crazy part. In the last four days... So that so really today when you get this message it's today twelve o'clock, all right. So here's the deal, um, so, no showing. So in a half hour from so now. right now, half, hour, yeah, from half now, an hour from now you people need to show get up. Out there. Right, get up there. Hedwig Lane, Talon Ridge, over here in Frederick, gorgeous townhouse. We're giving away a hundred dollars in gift cards. You're gonna love it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We had no showings for four days. Six months ago we'd had twenty showings and ten offers. So I had a little talk, and my seller said. What the heck's going on? I said, everybody's on vacation. We got a lot of real estate news, the interest rate thing. We got so much going on. This is what's happening. And then, bam, after four days, here come the showings. So, isn't it crazy? It's crazy how that happens. But staying ahead of the curve, what does it take for a seller to stay ahead of the curve? This is what I'm talking about. It's about the competition. So I have a couple more coming on this week, and we've talked about where's the position of the active homes pending and what is just sold. That is information from three months ago that you can't compete with that information because it's a different market now. These buyers were buying when rates were at 3%, not at 55 It's a whole different world out there. So this is staying ahead of the curve means... Um, let's say a place is $500,000 and they're saying, the seller would say, well, I want to be at 505, man. Things are still good. Nothing's really changed much. The market's still going up, right? They're not crashing. Values aren't crashing. So let's just put a 505. I'm saying, no, no. Between 490 and 510 seems to be a sweet spot. Put it at 485. That's ahead of the curve. They're going to be like, what? What does that mean? So Terry, next week, I'm going to talk about more strategy, a seller you must take and if you do not, it is going to cost you dearly. So, see you in a little bit at the open house. We're giving away good Looking stuff. Happy buying and selling. Take care mortgage? now. If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. 
Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244, 301-639-9244. Or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.